Hey babes, thanks for joining me, your friendly neighborhood witch doctor, for our very first step into the acupuncture world. A few of the most recurring questions I received are the following. One, what is acupuncture? Two, what is dry needling? Three, are they different? And most importantly, four, which one is better? I dedicate this episode to busting the myths and misconceptions surrounding the two. With these facts, please go out and spread the truth so that others can understand and take your lead and make an educated decision as to which route they want to take. Let me start today off by asking a question. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Anybody want to answer that? Um, I actually don't know the answer to that question. But if you were to ask me which came first for acupuncture or dry needling, acupuncture. No doubts, no hesitation. Acupuncture came first. I can prove it with official timelines. The Huangdi Neijing, or Yellow Emperor's Classic of Internal Medicine, should be a familiar textbook for all acupuncturists. The Huangdi Neijing is estimated to be written back in 100 BCE, and from that officially documented time until 1929, acupuncture was Asia's main form of healthcare. From 1929 to 1949, acupuncture was outlawed in an effort to westernize China, but as you can see, that only lasted two decades. The most important year to remember is the year 1971. A member of the United States Press Corps was being treated with acupuncture in response to an emergency appendectomy he went through during his visit to China. He then wrote about his experiences in the New York Times, which created a national interest in acupuncture and Eastern medicine for the American people. In 1979, a Czech physician named Dr. Carol Lewitt published his research on dry needling. Although Dr. Janet Travell is commonly mistaken as the founder of dry needling, she was actually a practitioner of wet needling. Dr. Lewitt was the original advocate for true dry needling. Just to clarify, because I'm sure there are more than a few of you who are confused about dry needling and wet needling, it's actually really simple. Dry needling is the use of acupuncture needles alone. Wet needling is the use of needles and injected solutions. This difference was humongous. Dr. Carol Lewitt found that the insertion of the needle into musculoskeletal pain sites were the real reason for pain relief. It had nothing to do with the injected solutions. Okay, checkpoint. Does everybody have the basic dates kind of sorted out? If so, nod yes. Sweet. Now that we have that out of the way, Let's talk about what acupuncture and dry needling actually is and how they differ. Acupuncture is officially defined as, and I quote Webster, a form of treatment that involves inserting very thin needles through a person's skin at specific points on the body. Some experts have used neuroscience to explain acupuncture. Acupoints are seen as places where nerves, muscles, and connective tissue can be stimulated. This stimulation increases blood flow, while at the same time triggering the activities of the body's natural painkillers. However, traditional Chinese medicine explains acupuncture as a technique for balancing the flow of the life force, or qi, 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 
She is believed to flow through meridians in the body. In Cam, the Chinese acupuncture and moxibustion textbook, this is actually one of my favorites, and it's also a basic fundamental textbook, there is a needling technique called hogu needling. Let me quote the textbook verbatim for you guys. This technique, in which the needle is inserted into the muscles of the affected area obliquely left and right, just like the claws of the chicken, to cure rheumatic pain of the muscles. In my words, this technique is used to hit the trigger point, forcing the muscle to release any knots. Yes, I personally use hagu needling for my clients who require muscle release. Hagu needling is dry needling. Y'all with me so far? Good. So then, why are physical therapists and non-acupuncturists advocating and miseducating society that dry needling is not acupuncture and that it's something new and innovative in and of itself? Technically, they can't. Or they shouldn't. You know, not a lot of people know this. But the founder of the dry needling movement in the U.S. is officially, and now infamously, I believe, recorded as having stated the following. Although the integrative systemic dry needling originated in traditional Chinese methods, it has developed from the ancient empirical approach to become modern medical art rooted in evidence-based thinking and practice. Whoa. Why would somebody so adamant about separating dry needling from acupuncture, be caught saying something like that? Guys, come here. Well, let me tell you a secret. He's actually a licensed acupuncturist. I know. Just in case you guys are having a hard time believing what you just heard, let me say it again. Especially for all the people in the back. The founder of the dry needling movement in the U.S. is... A licensed acupuncturist. Everyone, let us take a moment of silence for that truth. Is everybody back with me? Did it process okay? Breathing's good? Jeez, it took me a couple of moments to process that bit of information when I found out too. So up until now, I made sure to be extremely professional and objective. Whether you believe me or not, the truth is the truth. Accept it or don't. It doesn't change the facts one bit. But here's where the gloves come off. You might want to stop listening right about now if you're weak of heart or you just don't want to hear the truth. Because shit's about to get real. People, get needled by a certified acupuncturist. We fucking went to school for this. Let me tell you how acupuncturists come to be. Three plus years of a master's program in acupuncture and oriental medicine. Four rounds of board exams to become nationally certified. Once you get board certified, you can then call yourself a licensed acupuncturist. Oh, did I forget to mention that we have over a thousand clinical hours and have to treat over a thousand patients to even be able to sit for these exams? No. But if you're an overachiever like me, you go back to school for a doctorate in acupuncture and oriental medicine. Only after you complete your doctorate can you legally and officially call yourself Dr. So-and-so D-A-O-M. For instance, hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Lee, D-A-O-M. 
Acupuncturists with a doctoral degree like me make up only 15 to 20% of the entire acupuncture field. That means a lot of us are licensed and credible. Some of us go on to become acupuncture doctors. There's a lot of us you can get a treatment from and make sure it's a good treatment. We acupuncturists can do dry needling and so much more. A good rule of thumb that I tell all my clients is this. Acupuncture is adding. Dry needling is draining. Acupuncture can give you better energy. It brings you up, makes you feel what my clients like to call acupuncture brain, a feeling of zen and peace. Dry needling is draining, not in a bad way, but it's the way that it is. Dry needling takes a resting muscle and stimulates it by force releasing the trigger point. It means you're using stored energy. It's like this. After a hard day's work, you're vegging out on the sofa, watching TV. Boom! You just jumped, right? Well, after that, when the adrenaline goes away and everything calms down, you're going to feel intense tiredness. Everything, you just want to sleep. Duh. That's what I just did to your muscle with my needle when I dry needle. But acupuncture uses your existing flow of energy, your existing circulation of energy. I just help it flow in a better direction. I help you to tonify the mind, tonify the body, bring up better energy, better flow. Again, I reiterate that I do both. Because I'm qualified and educated to pick and choose the right path to mix and match for each specific client, depending on where they are in their health. Again, don't limit yourself to someone who can only dry needle. I mean, let's be real. I'll be the first to tell you, yes, there are shitty acupuncturists out there. But then again, there are just shitty people in general in your life. Just like you go to get a second opinion from another doctor, please go get a second opinion from another acupuncturist. Don't be so quick to write us off because you had one bad experience with one person. I am sick and tired. I mean, absolutely wanting to rip my beautifully and expensive, might I add, purple hair out of my head. When I hear people say, yeah, I tried acupuncture once and you know, it just, it just wasn't for me. Don't be that person. Seriously, how many times have you had to find a new dentist or a new doctor or a new massage therapist because they just weren't your cup of tea? But what happens when you find the right one? Oh, you bet your ass y'all are in it for the long haul, baby. It's you and me, right? Energy. Everyone has energy. Vibes, if you will. Whatever you want to call it. You vibe well with someone You don't vibe with another person. It has nothing to do with whether you like that person or not. You're just, you don't click. So when you do, hold on. The perfect healthcare journey partner is out there. Don't stop yourself from finding that person. I'm not here to bash other therapists and other industries. I'm not saying they're bad physical therapists or whatever else. I'm just saying I'm confident in what I can do. My clients know it and I know it. I just want you guys to know that it's okay to shop around. I actually encourage my patients to do that before they choose to settle down. I mean, I'm a really giving person, but let me make it very clear. 
There are three things I do not share. My shoes, my booze, and my dudes. Once you get to know me, you'll find out that every loving person in my life becomes my dude. Not just limited to actual male friends, but my female friends, my mom, my dad, my dog. You get the point, right? (laughs) Everyone. This includes my clients. I have a special energy about me, which makes me amazing at what I do. But in order to keep myself top, I have to protect the rest of my clients, each individually, which is why I refuse point blank to share a client with another acupuncturist while they are in my care. This is for my client's health. Sharing energy is tiring and taxing. Don't give more of yourself than necessary. There you have it. Dry needling versus acupuncture through my eyes and my experience. I really hope this helps you to make the right decision for you going forward in your quest to naturally live well. Guys, at any point in time you have questions or comments, please drop me a line. I always respond and I always want to hear what you guys are thinking. Michelle at themichellelee.com. And that's Michelle with two L's. Drop me a line. Let me hear from you. As I wrap up today, I can't help but look out the window and notice how awesomely beautiful it is outside. I don't know where all of you are tuning in from, but here in the South, it's 74 degrees and it's sunny, honey. Time to dust off my shorts, find my cute skirts. God, where did I leave those? Because y'all know that with warm weather, say goodbye to heavy coats and sweaters. Less fabric, less clothing layers, the birds and the bees. You guys know where I'm going with this, right? You got it. Let's talk about sex, baby. (laughs) Sorry, as y'all can tell, I'm not a singer. But you're damn right. Next week, we'll be talking about sex. How to kickstart low libido and how to increase chances of fertility for both men and women if that's what your heart desires. Someone emailed me a question asking to remain anonymous. They wanted to know if acupuncture could help with low libido in women. They couldn't find stuff on the internet that was really helpful. So, babe, thanks for your question. And yes, it's been received. We're going to dissect that all next week and get to the nitty-gritty of how to fix that. Thanks for being a part of the Witch Doctor. I'll see you babes next week. Mwah! Witch Doctor, out.